0: you know I went to this Jenna Coleman thing yesterday yeah yeah and anyway I couldn't get a photo with her and <laughs> and, and and Gemma said uh, Gemma Emma Emma says how was it I said it was okay to be honest you know with the benefit of hindsight I probably wouldn't have gone because um, it was getting out of White Hart Lane and then getting to Waterloo and all of that um and if I have got there earlier, I got there on time, literally on time, before the event started. But if I got there earlier, there might have been a chance to get a photo. And Emma, Emma says, is that why you went? To get a photo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah, the main reason. You wouldn't have got a photo because
1: Jenna's got her fucking restraining order against you. And if she hasn't, she bloody needs to.
0: Yeah. Well, I had... Oh, I also, although I'm not... I don't, do, I don't go old school and do... Um, uh, autographs um i had a victoria book which i was hoping that she could sign as well hello david you took
1: that to the game as well
0: i took that to whiteheart lane I, I wrapped it up in a sainsbury's <laughs> one of those um you know I, I i didn't have any waitrose ones but i had a, a sainsbury's i did have a waitrose one but it looked a bit tatty one of those sainsbury's carrier bags you know the sort of bag for life oh. type things oh
1: no i'm sorry oh, yeah. I, we can't do God. this podcast anymore can you relieve it david
2: yeah what can i believe
1: it's just letting the side down a Sainsbury's carry bag not a Waitrose one yes how I, now, I, now that
2: yes now that that does upset me that does ups- <laughs> I have never shopped at Sainsbury's I only shop at Waitrose I can how are you I'm shopping sure you. Perkins <laughs> well Perkins does when I say I it's always Perkins it's a royal I <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the
3: goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at it's load of we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
0: Hi, it's episode 32, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav, and joining me for the 100th episode of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, Bex from Portsmouth. Good afternoon. And David Fornell from Sussex.
2: Afternoon. I'm very (laughs) honoured. Right, um, 100 episodes
0: later, here we are. Um, That's pretty impressive, considering you didn't think it would get past one. That's that is very true. That is very true. Um, it's quite um, before actually we we, we, we talk about the football. It's quite um, uh, interesting that you should mention that, Bex, because um, to celebrate hundred episodes, um, I've um, put together a special podcast which is highlights of some of the lighter moments from the first season of the podcast, um, and I should be publishing that later today. So you'll get this one. Um, if you're listening to it um, and there will be a bonus um, pod later on and in fact I touched upon that very point um, the fact that I didn't think that we'd, we'd, we'd be recording one the following week let alone 100 episodes um, anyway um, so that's that's that'll be that'll be published later today that makes no sense whatsoever it just occurred to me for all the times that i say later today and people generally listen to podcast to, to this and other podcasts um they don't listen to it in real time so it's you know i don't listen to podcasts in real time it's quite often the next day so this will make no sense whatsoever but yeah if you're if you download it and you're listening to it in the middle of the week or the beginning of the week then um, there's it, another one there's another one yeah thank you um, right. Um, it's been quite a week. Let's, let's, let's begin with Swansea, middle of the week. Um, how the fuck did we get out of jail?
1: Who cares how? It's the fact that we did. And we did it, and when you look at it afterwards, it 3-1. Well, what was the worry? What was the stress? There was no stress. It's only when you see the times of the goals that you realise, if for some reason you live on another planet and you weren't watching the game, um, exactly how close it came to not being 3-1.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I okay so I, I went up to Swansea I was there for a couple of days um, I've got to say for me the goals particularly the first and the second one it was an absolute haze um, I just remember I think it was the first goal Ericsson putting a ball in the box and and, and then I don't really remember at the time what happened next um, I just remember the ball going in the back, back, back of the net and just celebrating like mad um, it was in terms of comebacks, um, the Wickham game earlier this season was was something um, that was quite special. Um, the circumstances in which we came back, but for me, this one tops it. This was just, it was just crazy. I've never, I've never witnessed it. I've never been at a match and witnessed anything like quite like that before Wickham Apart, um, this was just crazy, um, and yeah, afterwards, I, I, I. I Saw who scored the goals, but at the time I just, I just all was like, oh, who scored? What happened there? Um, David, what, what was your take on the, on the match?
2: Well, when I go back to last season, and and we we were doing the same things to teams. We were pressuring them very hard. We were taking vast amounts of possession. what we did was force them to camp in their own box, and we couldn't seem to find anything different. It was the same square passes, trying to probe, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The difference, actually, in the last two games, and we're going to include um, Saturday as well, um, against Watford, we were changing things. We were changing the types of passes we were making. We were always keeping the the team we were playing guessing. And our fitness seemed to make a big difference we were still on our toes we were still on front foot on 88 minutes and 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 while the other team because we know last quarter is when most of the goals are scored in the premiership because teams start to tire and we're not and we're still at at it and we were finding those different little passes through and that's why and 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 as as gary plough once said i said this before actually the more you practice the luckier you get and that was a case. We kept going. We kept going, and that's why we rode our luck. That's why it came to us and dropped to us. And you know, it, it took a little bit of a bobble, one of them, and, and but in it went. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why. And, and that happened again on Saturday. So, but we'll discuss that in a minute. I felt. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got back. To
1: no
0: good. I, I just, felt, I, I just felt that um, for most of that game, up until about the seventieth minute, it, it looked as though. Swansea without playing particularly well that they put men behind the ball Um, they'd done their homework they were making it very difficult for us to break them down Um, Sissoko I was getting very frustrated with Um, I thought funny enough beginning of the second half um, when he switched into the centre I thought he started off okay, and then he was taken off just as he was starting to improve but it was right by decision Um, and those last 20 minutes you could see the game start to open up you could see little... The way that Swansea had lined the men up behind the ball, you could see little, little cracks and little, little openings for us. And then we had that first chance. I think it was Ali um, with a header, which the goalkeeper saved. Yeah. And that was quite late on. And I just, but at that point, I just felt we can do it. We can get that goal. And I actually did think that if we got, if we pulled one back, then we'd have time to get another. I remember shades of Swansea a few seasons ago, Pochettino's first season. We won that two-one. But it was one of many games which, we were, at the time, we were winning two one. But late, late in the late in the game, and a lot of a lot of that, a lot of that, as we know, is down to the fitness of the players. Um, and yeah, that that's. I I think towards the end, I thought, yeah, we we could we could do it. The the only thing that was going through my mind, I had had one eye on the Chelsea game and. They were winning two one, and part of me was just like, okay, well, you know, we may not if we're not going to win here, then fine, let them win. I'd I'd rather if we're going to drop points, I'd rather um, City drop points as well, because if uh, at that point we're definitely not going to catch Chelsea, Uh, you know, if if we'd if we'd both drop points, both ourselves and Chelsea, I still think it would it would be a tall ordeal to 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 catch them. So I'd I'd rather in that case. the gap between ourselves and City being maintained as it was. Anyway, we we, we turned it around and and won the match, which which was great.
1: I think the um, the much-vaunted mental strength as well that we maybe lacked the last two games of last season, that definitely seems to have improved because they just didn't give up on Wednesday. They just carried on and on and on, um, pushing and pressing. They didn't roll over at any stage. And maybe that's the difference between this year and last year maybe Poch has got their heads straight as well as the increase in their fitness
2: yeah i'd agree i think last season's um uh, drop off right at the end um was uh, has served us well for this season yeah. i think they're using that as a positive now um both manager and, and coaching staff and players and they're a year on the course yeah. so um a year more experience I, I think
0: I think we've we, we probably touched this, touched upon this before in previous episodes. But I think that Chelsea match last season, and also what happened thereafter, and, and the game that we won't talk about on the final day of the season. I think that's that is going to be something that which will live with those players, and they will learn from that. They will learn from that. And I
1: sincerely and, hope so because yeah. I learned to never think. That's almost back to the old days of Spurs, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I and I think we were quite close to that on Wednesday. But the, it's not just the mentality of the players, it's the mentality of the fans. Mm-hmm. I'm standing there today with people saying they watched the game on Wednesday and they weren't worried so much. They weren't overly concerned. They thought that we still had it, a chance to go ahead and win the game, which of course then we did. Um, so, yeah, I think the mentality of the fans has changed as well. You're not likely to get so despondent necessarily, although at 86 minutes I was quite despondent and wanted the whole damn thing to finish, um, I'm obviously with seven minutes of extra time. Then I didn't want any of it to finish, and it was glorious, and I didn't want to go to sleep or do any of those things that I had to do, and I was quite happy to sit up all night on Facebook and Twitter discussing how fantastic the team was and the game was when it was, I really needed to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> it, was, uh, um, yeah, it was a really good day. I mean, I just the weather... The past few few days, um, in London, the South East, but but in Wales, um, that those few days I was was great great weather, and then um, in the evening, cause you forget obviously with clocks going an hour for, forward, it was just yeah light when we when when the game kicks off, red sky and all of that, and then yeah yeah as you say, Bex, when when we win matches, particularly in in that style, when it's late on an evening, you 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 suddenly get a little extra spring in your step, and you don't feel tired, and you don't. Want to go to sleep, and you 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 know you are you are on social media, and you and you're talking to people, and you just feel on such a bus. So yeah, it was a, it was a good feeling. Um, and we have yeah, I think collectively the players have learnt from last season. In a, in a way, maybe some of the stuff that happened at the end of last season it was a necessary evil. Um, and and maybe they needed to be rattled. They their cages needed to be rattled. They needed a bit of a wake up call. Um, If losing
1: those two games last season has given us the strength to do what we did on Wednesday night this season, then I'm happy with that. So long as as there is a progression, most people will be happy. And I think Wednesday is probably the biggest, us laying down the biggest marker of that yet, is we have changed.
0: And the players, by and large, are very young. I mean, if you take out Lloris and Moussa
1: and And Jan,
0: Jan, generally they are, you know, Delhi, Son, Kane, Eriksson, um, Dyer. Uh, there's quite a few young players in that team. Um, yeah. And you look uh, at
1: most twenty-year-olds. If you look out of the window and you find them walking down the street, swigging beer, and you know with their jeans around their asses, and you think really seriously, um, the, the difference between the footballers and the youths, shall we say, elsewhere, is really marked. And I think they have grown up from that point
0: of view quite a lot. So yeah, yesterday, if if Wednesday was, was was a game of you know uh, sh- us showing our character and 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 not maybe being particularly at our best, but but breaking down a team late in the in the match, yesterday was the complete opposite. It was a right old thrashing for Watford. Um, again, great great day for football. Sun was out, um, but we we just destroyed them. They didn't get a look in.
1: The sun was definitely out. It's a shame he didn't get a hat-trick. I would quite <laughs>
0: like to have seen that. Well, and did it? Yeah, gone. I was just going d- 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 he had, um, he scored two, but there were two, now that I remember, there, there were two chances he had that, that yeah. he could, could have, so there was a, the, the one when Kane put him through, and I don't know how he missed that, but he also hit the bar, I'd forgotten, for, forgotten about the... Um, he knew. He, yeah.
1: <laughs> he knew as he was clasping his head in his hands. But, but it was good. It, good. Was a, it was really good to see yesterday again.
2: Yeah, it could have been seven or eight goals quite easily. But I'm saying that, you've got to give credit. What, for the first half hour again, um, sat pretty deep. We're looking to break, um, which all teams pretty much are going to do with us now because we are dominant um, on our possession. We're always going to have now the possession stats. Um, so teams are going to do that. And they did look for a little while, a bit difficult to break down until that First goal went in, and then, yeah, they say, it just—I um, I put a down for four 0 and that's what it was. It was a, a, a tremendous win yesterday. I mean, it just—I wasn't quite excited as it, was, as it was on Wednesday when that second one went in. <laughs> I was <laughs> jumping around. I really was. Well, for poor old Ma'am Sarp, she was trying to do her um, <laughs> embroidery, <laughs> it went, went all over the place. <laughs> I jumped up. <laughs> But, yeah, unfortunately, I was, I was on my own yesterday watching it, and uh, I was thumping the furniture around with all the goals going in. It's more relief sometimes than anything else. Mm. Yeah. i put pressure on you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, yesterday
0: was, it was a funny old atmosphere at White Hart Lane, because I, mean, I, I don't know how it came across on TV, the atmosphere, whether it was good or bad, you you, you get a feel for that. But there were periods, particularly in the second half, where there wasn't that much singing and, and chanting, and I was in the South Lower, which is where you know where where the noise emanates from, and it wasn't great, um, I felt at times. I don't know if that was just because there was an expectation that it was Watford. Um, also, at half-time, there were lots of people that left their seats and didn't return. Um, I think, again, maybe that might have been to do with the fact that we were 3-0 up and People were like, oh, okay. well, we've got it in the back. I mean, they they did return eventually, but it wasn't, like, there was an immediate urgency. Um, I didn't have a really good view. I was, like, row eight. um, So I didn't have a good good view of any of the goals. And I remember Delhi's goal, him picking up the ball, cutting in. I saw him take a shot, and I couldn't then follow the flight of the ball going into the net. All I just heard was a roar.
2: Um, The TV camera was right behind it, right behind it. And as soon as he started to wind up, I I had a feeling... Feeling it was going to go in before he hit it. It was just one of those. It was a wonderful goal. Really was. It's going to be one of the goals of the season, that one, no doubt.
1: But they were all, all yesterday, that's the way it was, wasn't it? Three out yeah. of the four were just fantastic. It was just, yeah. oh my God, they've done it again.
2: Yeah. And poor old Vinny didn't get on the score sheet. He does try hard. But
1: I thought he had, so the commentator, when he came off, the commentator said, oh, he's had another disappointing day. And I thought, I don't... If I was him, I wouldn't have viewed that as disappointing. I thought he I had a really Vinnie,
2: good game. Well, I agree with you, but I think Vinny finds it disappointing. He was shaking his head coming off, and, I, and I, he was shaking his head when, the, in that early exchange, And he, he, he turned the defender back to him and just turned him nicely, but uh, the keeper got his foot to it, um, and, and I felt sorry from then. I, and I didn't blame him for the one that hit the bar. No. Uh, it, 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 it sort of came through to him and... and he, he, he was slightly in front of it, so he was trying to get his sort of right thigh onto it, and to keep it down would have been a little bit difficult. I think we are asking a bit much of him. It was just the way his luck's going, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I think it
0: looked worse than it did. He was unlucky with that one. The only thing with... with yeah, he he did well, but ultimately, a strike, for me, a striker's is judged on goals, and one goal in the Premier League, a penalty against Leicester, isn't great. And I know he hasn't played as much as... He'd like to, but for the time that he has had on the pitch, you'd hope that his return would be a bit better. Uh, but he, with Kane back, he's got an important role, and that's that's coming off the be- coming off the bench because I think well Kane will start. I think on the form that Sun's in at the moment, Sun will start. Um, yeah. Might it might mean we go back to as we're doing at the moment, playing a four-two-three-one to accommodate Son and that would mean that somebody else in in midfield. Well, it would it would either mean Dye goes in midfield with Dembélé and Wenyama has a fight um, on his hands to get back in the team, which isn't a bad thing. We, we need that.
2: We, um... What I want to back up about Vinny is that last season Son um, was, was much maligned at times. Um, his his play wasn't all that good. He didn't he he, he looked wanting at times with the team, and he never really settled very well. And and it was very close that he did leave us in the in the close season. Um, but he's come back this season, and I've got a feeling that Vinny's going to do the same next season. I think you're going to see a new player and a welcome he's addition. He's so
1: young. He's just yeah. so young. He
2: Cup just looks older. That's some, his problem.
1: Some freaking slack people. He'll be fine. Yeah. Because look what Potch does.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not worried about Yansen at all. He'll be okay. Yeah.
0: Question from Mark Stoll um, on Ali's goal. Um, uh, Mark says, "Do you think Delhi Super Goal stopped that mm-hmm. dirty Watford player from getting sent off for his foul on Dem- Dembele in the build-up?"
1: I was hollering at the TV, proper shouting at the TV. "The oh, fucking do you think you're doing? that? Okay, stop the game. That's it, Cardin, Game off. Proper hurling abuse. Unlike you, David, in the house by myself. So it's just as well that there was nobody else here." Um, and then Ali scored, and that made it all okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think otherwise that would have been maybe a little bit hard, a little bit worse for the offending player had Ali not gone ahead and scored. Mm. I think that took a lot of the grief away from him.
0: I think the referee, whoever he was, um, uh,
1: Anthony Taylor was it?
0: I will. Yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll take that. I've no idea. Um, I think he. He was right to play the advantage. I think that was that was good, good refereeing from him. But was there any any action retrospectively? Was there a yellow
2: card afterwards? Do you know? Yes, he was carded. Okay, right. Um, I, I don't think I don't think um, I, I think if he blown his whistle at that moment, I don't think he'd have sent him off. It was marginal. I have to say, it was a a bit of an orange card, but I think he'd have got away with it. But I, I know what uh, Mark's saying. Um, he certainly. There's no doubt that that was an easy yellow once the player carried on and, and uh, yeah. Deli Alli had scored.
1: Yeah, I think it was the right thing to do was to play the advantage. But oh, it absolutely. didn't stop me hollering abuse at the TV for until
2: the goal was scored.
1: Because it was a properly threw him on the, on the deck, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a, a bit of a kung fu chop and down he went. Yep. Yeah,
0: and Moose is not one to, to, to go down.
1: Well, he's not exactly. It's not. He doesn't exactly weigh kind of six stone either, does he? He's a fairly solid bloke to try and oh, yeah. wrestle with.
2: Brick out, so else he is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. There's quite a lot of weight behind. To, in order to get him to fall like that, there's um quite a lot of effort goes into that. I think. Anyway, done now. Thank you very much.
0: Yep. Uh, okay. Um, just on alley So he's he's been. This is a start, but. It's, it's all over the place, but I pulled it from the BBC website. Um, he's been involved in 14 goals in 13 Premier League games for us this season. Um, 10 goals and 4 assists. Um, overall, um, He's in all the Premier League matches he's played this season and last season, and bearing in mind he's only 20, hasn't turned 21 yet, um, he has been involved in um, 40 Premier League goals, i.e. Uh, assists and goal scored, um, which is more than at that age, more than Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard and David Beckham combined. We've got quite a quite a player there, and he's only twenty.
2: Yeah, but of course a lot of this is about opportunity of getting in the first team as of course these other lads, but Frank Lampard was on this morning and they were going, going through Deli Alley's stuff and he just Frank said yeah well I, I just wasn't as good as him at that age. That's for sure.
0: That's true. Um, and,
2: yeah, he just he wasn't and it's um, just it's tremendous and, and it's interesting because they keep saying oh our talisman's back meaning Harry Kane but you know I'm beginning to wonder whether is he or yeah. is Deli Alli actually our talisman now mm. I, I think... mean if I was if I was the opposition I'd be more worried at the, the moment about Deli Alley because he drops off he's difficult to mark um, he sometimes makes a run he sometimes stands still he does the does the real clever thing being still and waiting um, and, and that's why he's getting so many, so many opportunities so, um, I, I, yeah, I, I think he's
0: becoming more of a talisman than Harry Kane is at the moment. So, something, I, I, yeah, I was, I was watching the same thing um, this morning on Sky, and there was something that, that they said about Delhi, which is quite interesting. Um, that the fact that he's been shielded by Pochettino and he hasn't done so many interviews and, and that sort of thing. And it reminded me, and if we're going to make comparisons, it reminded me of Ryan Giggs when Giggs b- broke through and yeah. how Ferguson at the time was very protective. Well, for, for the young players, but particularly I remember when Ryan Giggs broke through because he, he was the first of that sort of 92 generation, uh, class of 92, um, uh, to break through. Um, so I, I wonder what Giggs' stats were at that age. I know he played a lot of games, as as did Ali, and he might have even been younger, probably, when he broke into the United team. But in terms of goals scored, scored and... Assists and so forth. I wonder how how the stats fair. Anyway, we've got it's that's all academic. We we know we've got a bloody good player. Um, just on that a question from John Steggles, so sixteen goals so far in the Premier League this season. That's just three behind Harry Kane, um, nineteen. Um, John Steggles asks, how much is Delhi worth? Is it the best five million ever? Possibly,
1: easily the best five million Spurs have ever spent on any player. Um, I don't know how much he's worth in the current market. I'm guessing that depends on how much anybody is willing to pay for him. And, dear God, that can be absolutely stupid money. I guess the question is, how valuable is he, given what David said, and I think you're right, in that he is a talisman player for us. Mm. So what is his worth? How Daniel Levy sees his worth. Um, I'm sure it would be matched by Real or City or any of the bigger clubs that want him. Um, How much would he pitch him at? And that would be big bucks, I think, at the moment, because you know he's 21, like the day after tomorrow, I think, or something, yeah. in a couple of days' time. Um, it, that would be very, very big bucks, but I wouldn't like to name a figure.
2: We're talking uh, 80 million at I least. Put,
1: I think yeah, you're I, probably I
2: would, talking would, more than that. Yeah, I would look at it this way. I mean, we we paid eventually. I think it was um, reported seven million for Gareth Bale. Yeah, and and he went for 100 million euros. Plus add-ons, and he was getting close. I think to a hundred million pounds in the end with the add-ons. Um, now his worth is more because the Premiership's worth more. All that's gone up. Um, he would, we wouldn't have to sell him, and Levy wouldn't want to sell him. He'd have to want to go. Yeah. And if he does, he wouldn't. He would not sell him to a competitor in our league. That's for sure. No Man City, no Chelsea would get near him. I don't I mean, think Delhi would want to, to go to yeah, one I,
1: of those clubs.
2: I, I think unless I Poch went. Yeah. Yes. There's always something else that can happen that can force things. But if it's a Real Madrid, I genuinely think that it's going to be close to 100 million. Regarding the fact that his age, I know someone can say he's a bit more of a project at the moment than Bale. Bale was a more complete player when he went. But um, I think Delhi Ali is actually. A, I, I genuinely think he's a bigger talent. Than Gareth Bale. I really do.
1: I think the thing with Delhi is still his temperament. He got chipped, so he got caught on his heel yesterday, and I thought yes. that's not going to be the end of it. And sure enough, he went back. And I've just seen a gif of um, Dyer <laughs> hauling him out, like, literally by the, yeah. the scruff of his neck with it on his shirt, away from the argument. So I think maybe that side of his game still needs to be worked on and that possibly wouldn't happen at, with this, at the same pace as it's happening at Spurs with Poch and Dyer there, because obviously they're still quite gross um, I think at a bigger club he wouldn't maybe get the same treatment, they would expect mm-hmm. him with a bigger price tag, the same way we've done for Janssen and Lamella um, they would expect him to arrive as a complete player and I don't think he is that yet
0: He isn't, but I think he's also surpassed yeah, certainly yeah, expe- ex- expectations absolutely. of fans, maybe even Pochettino, I don't know. Um it sounds biased, it is biased, but I think that Delhi in particular, in fact a lot of our players, but Delhi obviously because of his age would be well placed to remain at Spurs and playing under Pochettino if 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 they want to if they're interested in winning trophies, I know we haven't won anything, but I think that's just going to be a matter of time. If they're interested in winning stuff, and interested in progressing and developing, and then I think we're the right club for that. And I and I would hate to see just on a I would hate to see Delielli play for any other club for obvious reasons, but also just from his perspective, I, I don't. I think it would be a mistake if if we. If we ever sold him. Um, talking of, I mean, there's a few other players that that we've we've purchased that have w- without spending a great deal of money. Toby, I think we spent a great deal for him. Eric Dyer, um, another one that we have, we hardly spent a lot. I wouldn't put him in the same category as Delhi, of course, but I think we only spent about three and a half million on him, which was um, Kieran Trippier, and he had a he very good game. He was
1: excellent yesterday. I thought he had a really really good game
0: well-deserved man of the
2: match. Were either of you surprised to see him in the starting lineup? Nope. I I wasn't surprised either. I, I, when I saw him on there, I thought, oh, I have thought for a minute that Pats Walker was injured or something, and I saw Walker was on the bench, and I thought, yeah, he did well against Watford last time, and um, I just know he's crossing, and I thought, well, he's worked something here. This is tactical. And we've got a situation now, which I think is great, that this is real... Sc- strong squad I think it's a real strong squad and these players are stepping in with something different yeah. um, and, and if it was Chelsea and if you've got Hazard I think Walker could be the boy to play but they hadn't got that and it, it I think it gave Tripp yesterday I think he thought Trippier is going to be the boy who's going to get quite a free run he's not not going to have to defend too much but we'll use his crosses and that's exactly I know it's easy for me to say after the game but um <laughs> uh, you but I did I did think that at the time um, that, uh, it, that, it's, that he's there for the crosses, and I did put it. I did put it down on social media actually when I said that. That's why he's in the team when that cross went over to Son for the uh, nice little uh, far post half volley. Um, I think
0: the fact, by virtue of the fact that we've got so many games this month, and a few midweek games like we have Swansea, uh, a sandwich between Burnley and, and and Watford, and then later on in the month we've got. The cup tie, the semi final against Chelsea. Then we've got Palace in the middle of the week, rearranged fixture, and then we've got Arsenal. I think we'll see a rotation of the full-backs. In fact, if Danny Rose was fit, I wouldn't have wouldn't be surprised if we'd done the same with, with the left back position. And we saw this, uh, I think, back in festive period and we certainly saw it last year I remember um, around about December, January, February time when we had lots of matches and midweek games and Europa and whatnot. so not surprised that Trippier started and as you say David he, he or was it Bex I can't remember one of you said um, the, the fact they played well against Watford last year in fact he scored It was on the score sheets I recall um, yeah, she did. J- just on Trippier and this is just to digress slightly so um another question from John Steggles, just jumping ahead here. Um, John was at the game with me and he mentioned um, he was talking about whether we'd sell anybody in the summer Um, and John was of the opinion that if we were going to sell somebody in the summer to to bring in lots of revenue or if somebody came in with a stupid offer the one player that we would sell is Walker. Keep Trippier because it's there for all to see and then maybe purchase another right back um, in the in the market, or, or who knows, maybe even Carl, Carl Young, Carl Walker, Peter, Peter would, would, would get a chance. Now, I'm of, I'm of the opinion I disagreed with, with with I could see the point he was trying to make, John, but I, I disagreed in the sense that I was like, well, we don't need to sell anybody. If we do sell somebody, it'll be somebody like Sissoko. I don't think we need to sell any of our prize assets, and I, I'd be very surprised if if some club came in with a stupid offer for Walker that would sell him but I I don't know how you guys feel about that
1: I think Carl Walker is very much a Spurs player and I think it would be I think he would only go if Poch wanted him to go and I don't see that at the moment I think he would only leave if he was told we don't want you Mm. because I think Poch relies on him quite a lot him and Rose they have been instrumental this season in getting us where we are and they were last season too so I think it will be a cold day in hell before Carl Walker leaves.
2: There's, there's one other aspect that, that might is just if he really looks chases a pound and if somebody offers a double your money but other than that why would you move? I mean, it, yeah. it, they keep reporting Manchester United are interested, well fine go there who are looking to, to miss out on Champions League next year at the moment um, Spurs are up there in the top four comfortably at the moment, Touchwood. Again. And, uh, yeah. Um, and, we, we, and next season, I know there's a question coming up, you know, can we um, uh, compete again for the top? Of course we can. Of course we can compete next year. So, And I don't see a foreign club coming in for him. I don't see why. I, I just can't see why he would go. And I just think that um, Levy will hold out as best he can and he'll only offer a new contract if the threat comes in that uh, they're going for money. And I think he'll just pay a bit more money. Hmm. And keep him, but I don't. I don't see the one I see going is um, possibly is uh, Wimmer, Wimmer. Yeah, he's getting no chance whatsoever, and the boy. I mean, he's an international for goodness' sake. He's just not, not getting any game time. It's just not fair on him.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be the one area. I mean, it's sad because last season he came in, did a good job, and then this yeah. season when when Jan got injured, and he came in at the city game, he didn't, he didn't cover himself in glory and and. I think that that was it, and that's maybe a bit harsh, but um, yeah, he's and he needs game time, so I can see him going. I can see, I can see Sissoko going, but we'll see what happens if he, if he gets another chance. Uh, obviously, if Vimmer does go, then we'll be a bit short. I
2: know this car's Vickers, but he. Well, he, yeah, but we 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 play three men at the back, and that's what uh, possibly knocked him on the head
0: because
2: yeah. we now put Dyer into a back three and he's sort of just in front of a back sort of two as such as making the three. That's worked reasonably well. I mean, I know it's caught dire out. He's not the f- most fleet of footed when it comes to having to turn. But um, uh, so that, that's, that's why. And we've got Carter Vickers, so I, um, and even Davis can come in, you see, as, as part of a back three. And I, and I think he'll play Davis before he'll play um, Vimmer again in, the, in a back three. So I just think he'll, he'll do that. And I just don't think we'll be that short. And I think they'll go out looking, if they do sell him, I think they'll go out looking for a young prodigy, again, to bring through.
0: Mm.
2: Um, just a few other things from
0: yesterday. Obviously, Son, we, we mentioned, um, who uh, he's now had, scored five goals in, in, in his last um, sorry, he's had a hand in five goals in his last three Premier League games, so four goal, goals and one assist, and he's got 11 for us so far this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, as you said earlier, David, he's he had a bedding in season last season. He was injured for 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 some of it, um, but now he seems to be really coming into it. And um, where we've lost Lamella, unfortunately for injury, um, that's provided a an opportunity for for Sun. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention from Watford was I mentioned. I've, I was a few people met at the game yesterday. Um, John Stegles who I met, mentioned. Um, I was sat with him and Annette Smith um, who was at the Swansea game um, but um, I met um, a gentleman called Kent Kent Goodrich um, for the first time so Kent
2: oh,
0: Kent's a yeah. listener of the show it's the show he sometimes su- su- submits questions um in um, he's got a question. I think further down the running order. Um, so I met Kent and his wife Robin. Um, they're over here uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's Kent's first time um, in, in 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 England, and and uh, I think his, his wife's been to London a f- few times. So um, I I'll be seeing them again next Saturday. they're they're. they're they are there for the Bournemouth game as well I wasn't sat with them yesterday but I will be sitting with them next Saturday and let's say I facilitated their tickets um, uh, for these matches and um, what? What I wasn't expecting was it's very kind of, of, of Kent and Robin, but they bought me um, a t-shirt, which is a Seattle Spurs um, t-shirt, because um, they, they live in Washington, the state of Washington. So they bought me a Seattle Spurs t-shirt, which I didn't, they wanted me to wear it, wear yesterday and, and take a photo. I didn't because um, I already had a t-shirt on, um, but I shall wear it next Saturday at um, the game. So thank you, Kent. Um, and yeah, look forward to seeing him again next week. Um, does anybody want to add anything about yesterday before we move on? Uh, uh, no, no. other than I'm pleased. But yes,
1: it, it was very good. Um, yeah, yeah, rounded off a really good week.
0: Okay, Perhaps. Bournemouth next, um, as I mentioned. Um, I'm not going to ask for score lines unless you want to give them, but I'm assuming we all think we're going to win that match?
2: Absolutely. There isn't a game we can't win. There Ooh, isn't a that's game quite a we steam. can't win, no, no, that's not really. Uh, no, it's not, Jav. We can beat on our day, comfortably, any one of the teams in the Premiership, and yeah. we can now. I mean, I don't say we we will. I mean, Liverpool, I find the most difficult, yeah. but I, I I don't think it's uh, just a, a chest out. Yeah, we can win it, and 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 keep our fingers crossed. We genuinely can, and and to uh, say anything other than we'll be. I mean, if you wouldn't hit, you wouldn't expect me to say, well, I think we'll lose to Bournemouth, or I think we'll just snatch a draw. No, we'll win it. I'm do, sure you think of it.
0: They, do you think it'll be comfortable or do you think they'll cause us problems? Because when, when we played them um, earlier this season it was nil-nil and I, I thought they, I know a lot of fans were critical of our performance but I thought they gave us a good game and and, and they frustrated as well as creating chances yeah. well, They I like, did us a favour
1: like... on Wednesday night, didn't they, by um, holding Liverpool mm. Shame that they didn't quite manage to do the same with Chelsea yesterday
0: Yeah mm.
2: Yeah, yeah Uh, Liverpool have a funny um, habit of uh, playing really well against the top sides. They really pull pull it out and then they play the lower sides and they just don't seem to get on their toes for the game. Um, But I don't see us uh, allowing. There's no doubt. I I love... He's great. Um, And he does set them up well. And it will be difficult. And I think, um, again, we'll have to hold our sort of patience for a long time. And it may well be, again, sort of almost in the 80 minutes, maybe before we score. But i still think at some stage we will score and we will win the game
0: okay um so seven wins on the trot then yeah
1: no reason for it's not no.
0: okay no. right uh bex where have you been today
1: well hang on a minute hang on so i went to see spurs ladies today but mm-hmm. first of all i need to tell you about wednesday so whilst i was watching Ooh. my incredibly bad stream of the spurs Um, gents senior game um, at Swansea, I was following the ladies on Twitter, so they played their first of three cup finals that they have lined up, and that was against Charlton at Chesson, and that was the Boo Avenue Cup they've renamed it from last year, last year it was the Ryman's League Cup Um, Jav, you and I were at the final last year that was dull and tedious and went all the way to penalties, Wednesday night was nicely wrapped up, signed, sealed by about 9 o'clock 3-1 that the ladies won. Bianca Baptiste, Wendy Martin and Kelly Blanchard all scored within the first half. Fantastic, thank you very much. Girls are really happy. Um, So that was Wednesday for them. And then today they came back down to earth for the league game at Gosport Borough. They played um, Pompey ladies with a resounding 4-1. That was very nice for them. So still unbeaten, still top of the league. And um, yeah, it's all looking good for them at the moment.
0: And, and you were there today.
1: I was there today. It was lots of fun. It was also really, really hot. And I swear I've got sunburn, which is most unusual for me. Um, so, the, yeah, the scoreline, 4-1, as we all know, 4-1 sounds like a really good um, scoreline. Like it's not a contest. Pompey did put up, uh, yeah, a fair amount of pressing, certainly. Uh, we, we were 3-0 up at half time. So their second half, that was the only action, um, pretty much, that Tony Wayne in goal had during the second half was retrieving the ball out the back of the net but their midfield there was lots of um, pressing lots of they were really pushing us hard I think in that second half the linesman was a complete idiot every time to win it had the ball he just flagged her offside whether she was or wasn't um, the, the South Dorset Spurs guys were there um, and then there were a couple of other Spurs fans and we said some very unpleasant things about the um, linesman but I think that's pretty standard for most games in all fairness so it was really, really good. Nice to see them. And only 10 minutes down the road from me, so that made a nice change as well.
0: And what, what was the attendance like?
1: Um, Probably to, uh, about two, 300 people.
0: Okay.
1: That's I think the weather helped also, and the fact that it is very local. Um, yeah, it was really good to see, actually. So there was a fair handful of Spurs fans there. We made lots of noise. It was good. So the girls' next game is they play next Sunday. They play Cardiff City, ladies, and that's at Chesson at two. And then the following week they have the best opportunity ever where they play at White Hart Lane. Mm-hmm. So that's Wednesday the nineteenth. That's a cup. Uh, sorry, that's a league game against West Ham. So mm, that's nice. And yeah. um, hopefully the girls will win that as well to keep their unbeaten league record.
0: Looking looking forward to that one. Um, I've got my seat in the West Lower, right next to. Um, Right behind the, I think if I've, if I've done my homework correctly, hopefully it's right behind the the, the, the dugout. Um, I should be looking forward to that match. Um, just just on, well, we're talking Spurs ladies, and um, we had a question from Ed Brad who asked, and um, what drew you to follow the ladies' team so closely?
1: Well, partly there's the feminism issue, and I thing that is, I think that it should happen, and secondly, as we were invited to. Um, by a lady on Twitter called Adele Mitchell who thought that one of the podcasts one of the many Spurs podcasts somebody should talk about the girls um, she first went to the fighting cock I think and Wendy said I can't do it I'm focused on the youth but how about try these guys um, so that was how you got involved Jav and you asked me if I would like to do it and I have since then I've got very involved with it had a lovely chat to a girl today who goes to most of the Spurs ladies games home and away um, and whilst I, my level of knowledge wasn't quite the same of hers, it wasn't far off, so I'm quite pleased. Um, it's harder to follow because there isn't so much information, um, but, yeah, somebody needs to do it, and I'm pleased mm. that it's me. So that's it's why a, I'm doing it.
0: It's also, um, just, just on the fact that it's harder to follow, um, that in some ways makes it a bit more enjoyable, surely not, that you've got to put that... They, yeah it would be saw some <laughs> ways if I, uh,
1: games, that would be a big difference so with the uh, lads I can stream a game I can you know they're on we've got every match televised this month for mm-hmm. example um, but for the ladies they don't their matches aren't televised so you either go or it's twitter or you're reading it online subsequently or you know catching up on gossip from somebody else so that makes it it does make it quite a lot harder I, And that's why I definitely wanted to go today. They're on my patch. It's 10 minutes up the road. I definitely want to go. Yeah. Because otherwise I don't get a chance to see them without schlepping to Chesson, and that's a long way from Pompey.
0: It is. And and I think also for all the time, as a follow-up answer to to, to Ed's question, for all the time that I've known you, um, even before um, we we started covering the Spurs ladies, um, you had an interest in in, in the women's game. I I remember the the summer before last... um, the
1: yeah with the England games and they've yep, the got Euros yeah. coming up and stuff like yeah.
0: that yeah. Um,
1: yeah so that yeah that's the feminism and, side and, of and it you, <laughs> and you followed it right from the very
0: beginning I remember on that that particular World Cup jumping on the bandwagon sort of run about the course of finals that may, might have been the last sixteen quarter finals oh hello hang on what's happening here yes so there's a game
1: that the, the England manager said to give everybody a permission slip to stay up and watch yeah Basically, that was quite amusing. So I'm hopefully he'll do something like that for the Euros again this year. It, women's football isn't at the same standard. I took a friend of mine today who doesn't do football, knows almost nothing about it, um, but I had persuaded her, indoctrinated her. I'm not sure which is the right word. Um, she's learned an awful lot over the, the hour and a half we were watching the game and constantly said, but why don't they do it like this? Because there isn't the interest level. Because the game isn't... People aren't selling it. So... The BBC will put a game on, an international game, but they'll put it on a red button and they won't advertise it. Or the lady, the the England women's senior team will play at Fratton Park for a World Cup qualifier. Now, Fratton Park's a shithole, it really is, but that's the standard of grounds that they're playing at. So it's only by going to these games and proving that by the attendance that there is the interest levels that you're going to lift it at all. So we need to get people that even are vaguely interested um, Watch it, see what it's like. It's not that bad, mostly.
0: No, sometimes I, I, I completely concur. I mean, last season I went. To, we mentioned the, the the cup final game that we went to together, and there was another cup final also against Charlton. Um, the second of three um, cup yep. finals last season um, that I went to on my own, and we lost that. And um, for my sins, this season I haven't been to one yet, but I will. As I said, I'll be going to the game at White Lane, and I'm hoping maybe to fit a few more in uh, this season. But I, I enjoyed it. it was, it's different. It's not. It's not the same, clearly. But then, but then, if you watch, if you watch the youth the Spurs youth team, and I've watched them a few times, that that's not the same. That's it's not the different. same either. Yeah. You, you, you've just got to go into it with, with open eyes and, and accept that. Um, okay. Before we do some questions, um, just to mention, we've we've now got a YouTube channel. Um, you can. Uh, uh, play the previous episodes of, of, of the podcast from there. You can also find some odd bits of um, content, I think videos that uh, have been uploaded, um, fan, fan footage um, to the YouTube channel. So it's uh, the Tom Watson Family Podcast and if you just search for that in, in YouTube it'll, it'll come up. Um, if you want to send us questions you can do so via Twitter. The Twitter handle is at THFpodcast. You can do so via the Tom Watson Family Podcast Facebook page or you can email us um via Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast.com Also, um, you can visit our website, the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast dot com website, um, and, and there are a number of articles, as well as links to the podcast, there are a number of articles that people have written um, over time, and if you're interested in writing um, an article about Spurs, it can be about anything, um, I'm particularly looking for articles um, around White Hart Lane and, and people's experience of White Hart Lane over the years, given that it's likely to be the, or it will be the last season of White Hart Lane. Um, so if you're interested in writing an article, then um, please do, and, and submit that to us. Um, Before I do questions, I should mention um, Zach Gasnola, a friend of the show, and um, he's also appeared a few times on the show. Zach um, got in touch with me um, and he he said if we could give a shout out to um, something he's doing for charity. Um, So um, his his father passed away recently, um, had cancer and passed away um, sadly. And Zach is trying to raise money um, for um, the hospice um, that looked after his dad. Um, he he will, if he raises enough money, he's promised to run around in an Arsenal shirt for his da- dad. I'm not sure why he's. <sighs> you know, do that but um, um, he said that he did tell me so I spoke to him this morning and he just tell me that he will wear a Spurs shirt underneath so that the Arsenal shirt doesn't, doesn't burn him. his skin yeah doesn't burn <laughs> his skin um, so you can um, if you if, if you want to help a good uh, a fellow Spurs fan and um, uh, do something good for charity then Um, you can go to justgiving.com slash fundraising slash get shirty over cancer and you can um, donate some um, some money, so it's course cause he's, at the moment, raised uh, ninety pounds. Um, he's looking to raise five hundred. So, um, yeah, it's St Michael's Hospice, um, and uh, yeah, please help a fellow Spurs fan and 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 yeah, and, a, and a good cause. Right, let's finish off with some questions. David Phipps asks, do you think with the Wembley decision being pushed back, could it be down to if we play another season at the Lane, we have? more chance of becoming champions and all the hard work of this season and last is not just undone or is it daniel being daniel
2: in my opinion i suspect it's daniel levy playing some sort of brinkmanship game uh, and we will be at wembley uh, i'd love to still be at um, white hart lane next year um it's not impossible I, i've heard compelling reasons why we would but I've, I've, I've got a horrible feeling he's going to be at Wembley next year and yeah and the decisions being made at the end of April it?
1: I think Levy has shown before that he will only he will make a decision in the best business interests of the club so if the stadium rebuild is all going on track and they just need one season to demolish Whitehall Lane and to move into Wembley then that's what he'll do because Let's face it. Getting us into the new stadium is his priority. So it's whatever works out best for the club and gets him the most money.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's keeping he's keeping all his options open. But I absolutely would be very surprised if if we don't play at Wembley next season. And and I, I will probably be shot and hung and quartered for saying the follow following. But I am I will be quite happy when we move out of Fireheart Lane. And I really do hope it's this season. Um, and the reason for that is um, uh, I'm quite sick and tired of hearing fans go on about White Hart Lane and and saying, oh, you know, I'd like to stay there another season. No offence, David, but staying there another season and, and being nostalgic about it. No, and, get it
1: gone. Get it yeah, done. It's I, been I, I just, too long exactly. already
0: because I, I of the whole Archway
1: Steel thing. Just, and, just get it done now. And, and also, It's already in progress, so yeah, don't delay it any longer.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and also, for me, just by... Look, I'm th- there is not anybody more nostalgic in this world than me. Believe me. I, I will I will get nostalgic about a lump of cheese. Um, I will I, I I will look back and I'll be stuck in the past more than anyone, right? That's that's a fact. But when it comes to this I just feel that if we keep banging on about White Hart Lane, we will forever be looking back and we will then go into Wembley and then we'll go into a new stadium and will just constantly bemoan the fact oh it's not as good as we need we we have as a fans we've got a duty to go into Wembley um, next season and then and then but moreover after that into the new stadium and make it work and bring the atmosphere I know it'd be difficult difficult at Wem- Wembley but certainly with a new stadium the way it's been designed we've we've got a we've got to make it work the players have, will hopefully Create new memories that we will come to cherish, and 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 we've got a duty as, as fans, and 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 there'll be a generation of Spurs fans to come that won't know White Hart Lane, um, that the new stadium will be their home, and and it would be a betrayal to that generation of fans if we're just banging on about White Hart Lane. It's it's, it's old, it's tatty. It's don't get me wrong, I love it, I love it to bits, but we've got. But to move it needs on. to go. Yeah, right. Rant over. Um, Terry Leesley, will will we win the league next season?
1: Not if we're fucking playing at Wembley, we won't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Based on this season, I don't... I don't think... It's hard to gauge, isn't it? If we play... And I think the two questions are interlinked. If we do play at Wembley next season, given our form at Wembley this season, does anybody really hold out hope? I'd be happy if we won some games. Um, Or maybe we don't and we stay at White Hart Lane and then that's yet another chance to give the stadium a glorious send-off if we do manage mm. to win the league. I don't know. It's Quite frankly, i have just like get it over and done with, get this Wembley thing out of the way, get it sorted, move us somewhere permanent, move us somewhere back home um, and focus then. Well, That season at Wembley I think will be a glitch.
0: OK, do you think we'll be in contention? Do you think we'll be top four?
2: No. I do. I do. I've no doubt we will be top four next year. I, I really do. That's our progression uh, at the moment. I've no reason to think why we won't carry on that progression. I know the other boys will, um, uh, uh, the other teams, Man City and that, their managers have another year with their team and they will improve them slightly. But I thought that they would improve them this year. I thought these managers were at the ground running and they haven't. Um, and I think we'll be in the mix with them again mm-hmm. and I think we'll be top four. As, as Beck says, it's... it's it's too difficult to know whether or we will certainly be in there. I have no doubt. Yeah. um, So
0: are we going to win the league? I think what we'll do next season is um, yeah, I think we will will retain the league title as well. Um, In fact, won't it be great? Won't it be great if we win the league this season in White Hart Lane, next season in Wembley and the season after that in in the new, new stadium? Um, but not can so much... we
1: first just get this season finished? Yeah. Well, Before we start talking about this time next season?
0: Yeah, no, good point. Um, question, not so much question, statement. Uh, Ali Hassan, does anybody know a lasagna chef who works in the Chavsky canteen, <laughs> at least from now to the end of the season?
2: <laughs> I, I used to... I, knew the, oh, I know the head chef at Wembley. I don't think he works here anymore with Wembley, so that, that could work if we're at Wembley, but... Not not uh, for anywhere else. At, <laughs> Chelsea. So hypothetically speaking, let's say if I,
0: if I did know somebody, um, if laxatives were to make their way into um, the, 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 the the whatever they're having for dinner, the the, the dinner menu at Chelsea, yep. that's that's not poisoning in any way. That's not criminal offence. No. no, It's right. facilitating. Okay. okay, that's facilitating tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Sam Moore, if we stayed injury free, where would we be in the league now? Where would we be in the league now? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. There you I go, think Bex.
1: We, yeah, it would be a lot closer at the top of the table than it mm. is now. I think.
2: Yeah, we have a starting start. The
1: situation would
2: be reversed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, we have a suckling start and too many draws at the beginning. That's what's cost us yep. up to now. Yeah. But saying that, Chelsea are on course um, to win the Premier League, on a record number of points. So, you know, it's a big ask, isn't it, for us to, to, to say, you know, if I'd had all the injuries, if if my, you know, I don't know there's a term about my being my uncle, but, you know, it's, yeah. who knows?
0: Um, I think, before I come back come to Sam's question, yeah, if, if Chelsea win all of their matches, and if we win all, our, all of our matches, um, Chelsea would... would... Um, finished the season on 96 points breaking their own record in 2004 2005 in Mourinho's first season Um, if we won all of our games we would have 89 points and that would equal United in 2011 2012 who had the most number of points for a team without winning the league and that's when they lost it on goal difference to City Wow, yeah Um, Good stat. I think that yeah, I mean it's, it's certainly, look we we had Kane out for t- two periods we've had Toby out we've had Jan out for a fair bit we've obviously had Danny Rose out so all of that's going to impact Dembele um, yeah.
2: out Dembele, Dembele out and, and Lamella and all the rest of the that's, that's, what, all about that's what's cost us that Chelsea game didn't cost us last year that Chelsea game possibly cost us this year
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah good point um, and there was a stat on, doing the rounds on, on social media about how the fact that the following starting eleven: if you if you go to playing a back back three of Larice and then back three of uh, Dyer, Toby, Jan, wing backs Rose, Walker, midfield Wanyama, Dembélé, and then Eriksen and Ali behind Kane. That's only, they've only started that three times this season due to injuries. If you throw into the mix Lamella, who was a regular last season when when we played four two three one. He's he's obviously hardly featured for us, so I think if you threw, threw him into that equation, I don't think I don't think we've, we've ever played the strongest eleven from last season.
1: I think it's taken us a long time to adjust to playing without Lamella.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I a mean, it's just... long
1: time. But anyway, things are as they are. You can't change it. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think um, I think it's a bloody good time to be a Spurs fan still.
0: Absolutely. Oh. Um, Terry Whitty, Potch, Manager of the Year.
2: Yes. Easily. Yep, yeah, he is mine. He is mine. He's um, magic. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd, Conte would be the only one. Conte will probably get it. I know we're being biased for obvious reasons. But Conte took on a side who would, would just weren't playing for the other... Yeah, we'll play for him, and they got some really good players. So he's he's hit the ground running. Mm. But Poch, no, he's he's what's he done wrong? Nothing. He, he made a mess of the Liverpool game. and That's about it. I think he's yeah.
0: Conte will will, will, will get it almost certainly. Um, it should be Pochettino. Uh, sure we're biased. Um, but uh, just on Conte. Um, if we yeah, if we if we rewind twelve months ago, they were doing badly. But if we rewind a further 12 months, they won the league. And I think. Exactly. I don't know. I, don't know, I think a lot of that's down to. Well, Hazard was injured for a large, large part of last season, but also the fact that those players let themselves down, let, let the manager down in the same way that Leicester City have done this season. So yeah. how much of it is gone? Cont- yeah, I'm sure it is, but he, he's also inherited very good players.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's inherited very good players. But he hasn't done anything wrong, Cotty. I mean, he's, mm. he's organised them really well. Um, and he's made them very tough to beat, clearly, because of the kind of point tally he's got. But uh, I think Poch has had to work with um, a, yeah. a lot more youngsters and, and unrefined and them, talent. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, you know there's a lot more to him at the moment uh, than, than conti has got. And Chelsea don't. Have you seen any youngsters come through nope. Chelsea? No. no, still not. Sorry. Well,
0: the last one that really made a break from—I don't want to swear—but um, yeah, John, no. some, somebody or another, yeah. Um, and that's going going back a, a fair bit, um, and uh, that's it. I can't think of any other Chelsea players. Um, the lad at Southampton, um, Ryan B- B- uh, something or another, Bert- Bertrand. Oh, wait, Ryan Bertrand. Yes, he
2: played. Yeah. he played in yeah. uh, uh, a Champions League final, didn't
0: he? Yes, yeah. but he's he's not there anymore. So
2: yeah. That's, that,
0: that's the only one that comes to mind. Okay, um, we sort of touched upon this. one eleven Premier League game is in a row, and with that in mind, Richard Healy says, is anyone a little concerned that the massive progress we've made at home this season is going to be shunted next year at Wembley? Don't mean to be negative, but it really concerns me for next season. Um, all I say on that is, um, at the beginning of the season, I, I ran on record saying I was quite concerned about White Hart Lane, the fact that the capacity had been reduced. The fact that we were playing with a stadium with a whole, effectively, little gap in the corner, and most of all, the the balloting system that had been introduced would would mean that people that are, say normally in the south lower and generate a lot of noise would be scattered all over all over the place, and the atmosphere w- would be affected. And certainly, there there have been some games where the atmosphere has been very poor. Um, so I was, I'm actually pleasantly surprised that we've done as well as we have at home. Um, So by the same token, if everybody thinks that we're going to do badly at Wembley next season, well, why should we? At the end of the day, we could play, we could play at Hackney Marshes. It doesn't really matter for me. We've got a good group of players, and give them, give them a ball and give them a pitch, and I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. And also, I think it's a bit of a fallacy to suggest that we've done so badly at Wembley this season. We've had four matches. We lost the first two. We've won one. We've drawn the other. The two that we lost, Monaco were a good team, um, and they might, have, they conceivably might have beaten us, beaten us at White Lane if the match had been played there. And Leverkusen, we didn't show up. So
2: uh, they were all good it's... sides. Actually, far better than we judged before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, go back, go Bex. You, you... No,
1: no, no, no. It, it's fine. I, I have been very disappointed about the way that we played at Wembley. We looked lacklustre. We looked like we're not really up for it. Um, and I know we should. it should be it's just a stadium, it's just somewhere else where's your professionalism but for whatever reason it we haven't played as well there as we have done at White Hart Lane and I am concerned about next season but like I said, let's get this season out of the way first before I focus on the disasters and pitfalls for next season
2: I'm going to be I quite positive about this I, hold my I, head I've up high a... with glory, go yeah, no, I've got, I got a feeling that uh, i I'm sure we will go to Wembley. and I, I, I wasn't doing a downer on going to Wembley, James, you said about uh, mm-hmm. White Hart Lane. I, I don't have any big deal about White Hart Lane. For me, the new ground is still White Hart Lane, as I said. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's like, it's changed well, anyway. It's not the ground that when I first went to back in the 60s. It's mm. quite different. So this is just another, you know, it's a, it's a part of the old ground. So I don't, I don't see that part. But this change to Wembley will be a difference. The, the atmosphere will be different. But I think this season's Champions League will serve us well. I think we'll go to Wembley. And I think we will play well there. And I think it will be very good uh, a very good season in preparation to go into the new Wyhart Hart Lane. Because yeah. I think that atmosphere is going to be a bit odd. But I think we'll be, these boys, if they stay together, I think they'll be ready for it. And I, and I think we'll do very well. And I think Pops is just another one of those battles he's got uh, on, on his uh, agenda for next season. Not just with the players, but to deal with... With a new ground, that I think he's ready, and he's going to take it on very well. I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think we'll do just fine in it.
0: It has, um, you're right. It's regenerated a few times since nineteen <laughs> since, since since the um, since when you first went. Um, you know, you think of the the west, the old west stand. That's that's come and gone. Um, the shelf that people are quite nostalgic yep. about it. In, in more recent times, um, you know, since when I started following Spurs. And about 90, you had the the Paxton. Um, and at that time, I, I didn't go to matches, but just watching it on TV, you had the, the, the Paxton um, stand that was redeveloped, um, the South South stand. The Paxton, I remember, up until about... When I went to my first game at Spurs in 95, the Paxton only had one tier, as I recall. Yeah. And then they had then they added the second tier, and the, 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 the Jumbotrons coming in and all of that. So it, it's change is constant changes yeah Change changes yeah. constant yeah um, um the, the, the the one actual constant is is the team and the fans and they'll always be well the, the team the will badge. change and it, yeah the badge the, the the team the team will change and evolve managers will come and go yeah. um and they're all footprints i think in in the success of spurs yep. footprints in in our history books um but the fans are there the badge the fans that that's what keeps it going okay final three questions um, another one from john steggles what's the perfect weather to watch Spurs in?
1: any weather
2: <laughs> sunny for me <laughs> looking bright, at the color of my white, arm right now yeah, not bright sunny white their shirts yeah the bright white of their shirts <laughs> come up beautifully in the sunshine it looked great there yesterday it really yeah. did i wish i was there yesterday I, yeah, I
0: think any weather, as long as it, it's a it's a result that if if it was if the if it was a grey, cloudy, horrible day yesterday, and we won the match, that's what you, you then remember. that lifts
1: your spirits automatically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I any weather for me, you know, whether it's sunny. Um, uh, the, the Swansea I mentioned earlier, the the fact that it was a night game and it was, you know, British summertime and red sky, and all of that. Um, I love you know, foot, predominantly football in this country is played in the winter months so it's, it's, it's dark, it's wet but that's part and parcel but that's, that's just... what you
1: go for you don't go because the weather it's not like watching golf, say where it the weather does affect you a lot more
0: mm.
1: it's about watching those men run around a pitch and kicking a bit of leather around it's about being with other people that you know, your friends people that you might you don't know but you have that camaraderie with them. That's what you go for. The friendship, you go for the badge. You go for the fun of it. You go for the singing. So for me, and especially now where the stands are much more covered, then the weather out on the pitch, as a fan in the stands, tends to be a little... You, you don't get impacted in quite the same way.
0: But also, when the weather's really poor, when you're, I don't know, when you're freezing your nuts off, and we win emphatically. It, it sort of adds to the.
1: It lifts your spirit Yeah, you.
0: it sort of yeah it lifts your spirits for you. Also, I, I, and I remember being there in the cold weather and had my scarf, scarf wrapped around me, and we, we won that game, whatever three 0 or whatever it might be. I, I quite I do have to say I do quite like night games. I do like um, matches under the floodlights whenever whenever that, whenever that is, um, whether that's in the winter or or as the clocks go forward and, and it's light to begin with. Um, okay last few questions Greg Taylor we all know that the official club motto is order est facare I've probably fucked that up Um to es est to, yeah.
2: Yeah. to yeah, dare
0: to do to dare I never did Latin to dare is to do can you come up with an unofficial club motto that reflects how we are as a club now um, for him um, he said um, he would borrow the free musketeers all for one and one for all as it epitomises the culture under Maurizio Pochettino <laughs>
1: Okay, so I thought about this. And given the fact that we have very little, almost no um, coverage from the media at the moment, be it because they are expecting us to stay in second, they're not focused on Spurs because they think that we're doing a really good job, or because they don't like us, which I really don't care about, I'm tempted to say the motto should be bring it on. Because we don't care. I don't care if the media doesn't support us, if they ignore us, if they give us a hard time. Alan Smith yesterday was being such a cock. Um, Couldn't find a nice word to say about Spurs until he had no bloody choice. So, and I'm very up for this whole, yeah, really, what are you going to do? Bring it on.
2: I've got got a couple, possibly. We've got uh, my own family motto we could use. um, (laughs) The 12th 12th century crusade uh, that we took with us, which was um, Ut primum enim adliquis crassus and uh, we, we, we charged him with that and that uh, means get the fat one first so that, <laughs> that, that was the family motto as we piled in but probably more likely um, magnanimi pretium which means the prize of greatness which i quite like it's gone quiet everybody's gone quiet uh, what was wrong with that
1: <laughs> nothing i was admiring no. your latin
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I quite like the um, I quite like Grace All for One and One for All. Um, uh, maybe something like Tottenham till I die. It's not very original, but I don't think there's any other club that's got something like that in them. Well, obviously, it's a chance, but something like that, or whatever the last equivalent is. Um, final question, Sam Dickens. You're having a dinner party and you're allowed to invite three Tottenham players and managers. Who do you choose and why? For him, Ledley King, the greatest Tottenham Hotspur player of his generation, Glenn Hoddle, one of the best ever Tottenham players, and Bill Nicholson. Why not? Rebecca.
1: Ooh. Well, mainly because you call me Rebecca and the only other person that does that with any regularity is my mother. Um... So I was thinking about this, and I think teams, everybody has an era that they remember best from when they started, Um, and mine is probably the mid-80s when I was growing up, 11, 12, watching those, so I would very much like to have Steve Perryman because I've always admired him quite a lot, Um, Hoddle because he was also part of that team and then I got a bit stuck and I couldn't really decide against your big heroes who do you pick? Is your one, is your heroes one from the current team or do you have to delve back into history? And then I thought um, Mr Lineker purely because I always liked him and then probably Bill Nick also although I was deliberating I would maybe like to have Poch. because I do quite like him a lot Good shout, good shout, Potch So yeah, I'm going to go with Poch.
0: Okay, so Poch, Lineker and Tyriman, do
2: you say? Uh, yeah. Okay. David? Uh, well, mine's are quite easy. Bill Nicholson for sure. You, you're covering 50 years of football there with his time playing there, managing there. So there's a tremendous amount to come out of him. Wisdom and so on. The other one is a bit of an old one. Means um, more to me than other people. Phil Beal. Um, he left at a club locally to me and a and club that I played at as well. Um, he went to Spurs uh, from this club um, for a, a set of kits um, and his math teacher was my math teacher and I can remember uh, years ago when I was at school and I was looking out the window looking at a football and he told me you'll never be Phil Beale and, and, and he was right but I find him a very interesting lad to chat to um, and the other one's Alan Gilzee. Um, I'd like to know who he favoured whether he favoured playing with Chivers or with Greaves, and, and how he plays, I thought he's a tremendous player, Gilzean, very much underrated, and, and he's he's flicking on of headers. I, I I think he'd be a real interesting guy. So that would be my three to have dinner with. Okay,
0: well I'm going to cheat. I'm going to have two bites of the cherry. Um, so yeah. I've I've done this. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure because question... Oh, oh,
1: I see. So everybody else has to be sure, but for some reason um, you're special enough that you don't.
0: Uh, no, but <laughs> maybe. Um, that I was, I was now I was struggling to think. You know, do, do you? Because the original thing that I came up with was um, Pochettino and a couple of other players, but from a different era. And then I thought that's not going to work. I just didn't think the dynamics would would would, would, would be there in the dinner party. So I, I've split split it into the current team. So I, uh, if, if if we're talking about the current squad, then I'll have Pochettino, obviously. I'd have Hugo, because he's a captain, and I think he'd add a bit of sophistication to the table. Um, he's French and, and, and whatnot. And um, and I've got to have Toby, haven't I, really? Um, just, just to ask him about what hair... His hair gel. You... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, if I had to pick players from a different era, and I'm not going to go back... Um, into the 80s or 70s or 60s I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick players that, that I grew up watching um, from sort of 90 onwards um, the ones that I, I did think about one of them was Klinsman I was a big fan of him but I'm not going to go for him um, Shinolo is, is another one um, if, if if you ever listened to the I Went the Spurs podcast they had him once as a guest and he was very entertaining um, so I, I, I did consider him but I would go for when I started supporting Spurs was around about 1990 um, and the two players at the time growing up as kids, kid who um, played for Spurs and they were an integral part of the England team at Sally at 90 um, were Paul Gascoigne and Gary Lineker, they were my boyhood heroes. Um, I've never met them and I really would like to meet them. Um, I'm not so much a big fan of Lineker now, um, yeah but um, certainly at the time so I I feel as though I should meet him because it would be be a betrayal to to the 10 year old me um, in 1990 or 9 year old 10 year olds whatever Um, so yeah Lineker, Gascoigne and the third one would be um, the manager at the time Terry Venables um, because I think he would and I I think that combination would be really good at dinner party you've got you've got Gasser um, and uh, the humour that he would bring, and and whatever, and Lineker um, uh, was part of that team, and 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 he probably he would offer the dry humour, and then you've got Terry Venables who probably could get out the karaoke and start singing, and yeah, I think that would be that that would be my choice. He probably would. <laughs> Right, um, on, on that note, the next podcast we shall be recording will be um, a week's day, Easter Sunday, day after the Bournemouth match. Um, as ever, Bex, thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: David, thank you very much for stepping Great in, job. particularly at short not- notice. No problem. Um, as ever, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. <laughs>
3: So bloody slow, you are the first team The last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White our Lane has seen its pain It's had its load of we fought our team through thick and thin And all those boring nights And when the game is done We'll sing a song and talk it out Oh day Green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her.